comments the Pacific Hill commercial. <laughs> After a hard day's work, I like to sit down to a cold, crisp <laughs> bottle of Pacific. That's so awesome. You brought lime. <laughs> and don't forget your limes. <laughs> you leave your limes at But I, I don't really like their tacos because they don't do traditional stuff. They just do all this kind of yuppie um, remixes on the taco, you know, type yeah. of deal. And I'm like, I'm not into that. I just want taco truck style. We just need cilantro and onions. Yeah, just simple, you know. So I found a spot like that, and it is, it's my favorite place now. I just ride my bike right down there. And just, Nice. Ride it to the park with some tacos. What's your version of how you and I met? Uh, let me think for a quick second. Met. I don't know. I feel like it has something to do with um, that you're throwing down at uh, Crocodile. But I don't really know the exact moment we met because I think we were around right. in the same vicinity for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I saw you were supporting stuff, and you were, I think I saw you at like quite a few shows or something. That seems right. Yeah. I know, I don't remember the first time. And then I remember, I don't know who called who first because I, I don't know what it was. I remember I, I came up to you at the pizza place. I was like, what's up, you know? It's like, I don't know. Opened up a conversation or whatever. And then you, I can't remember what was really said, but you hit me up later that week to, um, to just work on some shit. Yeah. You know? like, Let's make some shit happen. I was, <laughs> I was like, all right. You were like super motivated and stuff. Well, at the moment, at that time, I was certainly, I had my hands in a lot of places that I could help people. Yeah. I mostly remember the first time hanging out was like at a, I think it was like an Abel and Tulsi show at High Dive. Okay. And then there was like you were there and Danica was there and Wisdom was there and you guys were like, come hang out with me or come hang out with us and I was like, all right, because oh, I was just hanging by myself. Backstage with us. Yeah, and I because I was just hanging out by myself. That we're drawing penises and stuff. Probably. Like, I mean, that's isn't that, that what everybody funny. draws in a green room? Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I did a cosmic. I did like the cosmic one, and it had it looked like space, space talk or whatever. <laughs> space balls. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that recently when I was down, or the last time I was down there months ago. But I saw that drawing. I finally found my drawing that I did that night. I can't believe they still have it up and haven't like, painted over and started again. Yeah, there's a bunch more new <laughs> ones, but just people leave the ones you know that they know that the homie did. Or, like this is some historical yeah, shit yeah. right here. They're like all specs. <laughs> I had to join in. I'm not usually. I don't usually go in for that kind of humor. You know? But I figured. 
timeless. We're in a room full of people. <laughs> so what's the next steps on the Achiever? It's just the InDesign? Yeah, um, basically, yeah, just getting the books um, designed. I still have to color issue three and four. I just finished coloring um, issue two. But yeah, all the black and white and artwork was all done in the springtime of the first month or so of, uh, of uh, quarantine. That's cool, and you were motivated. Yeah, because I was like, I gotta do something, you know? It, it, it felt different because I was doing the same thing with the music and stuff to where I was like, the art was saving me at that point, just mentally. And um, I started to peak during that time as far as like the ballad loneliness, you know? I was like, right. the, wasn't seeing very many people to begin with, mm -hmm. you know, and then the quarantine thing kicked in, I was like, all right, I've already been practicing for this, but, you know, I still had to get over it somehow, so the art helped me get over it, basically, I just got so focused on that. That's awesome. Trying to do a page a day, stuff like that, I got really fast at drawing, which always happens eventually. The first 10 pages of, um, Achiever takes down the man. I actually um, scrapped him because I made some mistakes on him and I, I don't know. I wasn't really focused. So I just. Some of them are pretty good pages too, but it's like, you know, it's too late. It's not a part of it. You know, maybe I'll put them out in the. When I do like a trade paperback right. version of it, I'll put some of that in there. But yeah, I'm glad I started over. Starting is like the hardest part. For yeah. comics, you know, because you kind of want to start on the right rhythm, you know, and uh, you just want the flow to be, and then you want it to be consistent after that, you know, you just want it to start correctly, and then, and I don't really start correctly, a lot of times I'll start out, and I'll make a bunch of mistakes, or I'll like, redo shit, you know, it's like I'm noticing going back to stuff, like, how much I redid, it's usually only the first beginnings of a chapter, though. Those will be the hard ones for some reason. And then once you're on, like, page 8 or 9 or 10, you know. It's like, all right, I'm in the middle of this. I'm good now, you know. But it's like starting up, you have to rev up. Which is why it's important to draw every day, I guess. Because if you stop for a little while and then you, like, start fresh, like, all right, I'm going to do a comic or whatever. It's just going to, it's always hard. To right. do that for the first nine or ten pages it's crazy do you have like a routine to, like a daily routine or something to help you get that shit done or you just uh you just find it well for me it's like you know morning time is the best time you know it's like sometimes it's just kind of random as far as what time i do it but yeah it's nice to wake up and jump right into it for the most part for me if i let the day go by then yeah. And sometimes I'll work a bunch, like, you know, between like 6 a.m. and 9 and 10, you know, to where I've done a bunch of shit before the day really even starts. Which those are the best days, actually. Like, yeah, we get a bunch done. Early morning. But yeah, it's like I've got a comic sitting on the table now, and I'm kind of afraid for it because I'm. In a way, I'm going to be starting over, you know, because I've already finished the teaser. I'm mostly just putting the books together. So I haven't been drawing comics now for like 
months, you know? I was right. like, shit, already I'm rusty, just like that, you know? But I've got this other comic, already written, that comes after uh, that story called um, Demon Mountain on Mars. Wicked. And, uh, yeah, he's on, hangs out in Mars for like 10 months and tries to make some money so he can shuttle back to Earth or whatever. So he's doing like odd jobs and stuff. wanted to do something with a sword in it, you know, so he gets a sword in this one, and so, you know, his weapons are different, his shield gets fucked up in the other story, so he, he has to redo his shield somehow, so he'll have some new gear, basically, and it's mostly trying to just, like, I don't know, I think everything I do with it is going to be a little bit different, just because I'm trying to, like, It'll be the same in some ways, but it'll be different as far as like how it's drawn and what it looks like. And trying to experiment, you know. You take each uh, project and try to use it as an opportunity to learn something new about yourself. Oh yeah. Instead of just doing the same shit. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I was looking at a blank page today and just, you know, thinking about pouncing on it yeah. the next couple of days here. You can finish a little blank page. Yeah. Would you go to Mars if you got the chance? Uh, I don't know. You're like, we need creatives on Mars. I probably would live up there. Like, you know, it would take a lot of money to get up there these days. And I don't know when they're going to have wants to be the guy that does it. Oh, yeah. He's trying to start it. Because imagine how, I guess they were saying there's going to be a, like a, a I don't know, like a space travel thing with a bunch of artists. Like where they bring like artists to space. That would be really cool to have. I mean, depending on who that was, you know. Yeah, that was a fun part of doing this story because I could I tried to like blend um, our culture with uh, this kind of made up stuff and trying to imagine like what it'll be like up there like he goes to a bar and all this kind of stuff talks to different people in different industries and stuff just to kind of show what's going on up there are they people or are they like other uh, weird beings yeah it's just a mixture it's like super diverse basically it's just like so many different right. species up there, just like human blended with all types of stuff, you know. Everybody's mixed together. The market scenes and stuff are so fun, or bars. Yeah. And all the sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, it's a good opportunity to do something like that. It'll be fun. But that's future stuff. I still gotta get through this achiever taking down the man thing. You know, since it's already done for me, I'm definitely thinking about the other stories now. Right. Thinking about the new shit. Have you ever done any animation? Like, put no. it in motion? No. 
that sure could be fun. Yeah, I've thought about it. I definitely, I don't, I would never want that to be my job. It's like animation is way too hard for me, you know. And it's also, it's not like it's hard, but it's more like too boring for yeah. me because I don't want to draw seconds like that. I don't want to draw like every yeah. second. Of, it's know? tedious. Yeah, it's tedious. But if you were in the position where you could be like, all right, yeah, put it in, put it in motion. Yeah, I like jumping yeah. from panel to panel. Comic books is a way to like, I don't know, you can imagine uh, in between the panels kind of do, yeah. And that's kind of what, what it is. It's like you're counting on people that are reading it to fill in other parts with their imagination, you know. But you can help them along the way by telling good stories, yeah. you know. Which is fun. Comics is good. It's cool because I read a lot of comics, so I get to approach it um, when I'm writing them. I, I try to like approach it as a reader too, like what I would want to see on the page. So I'm trying to make it flow, trying to make it, you know, good pacing. It's weird. It's like um, having a four-issue thing too. It's like trying to uh, build up or whatever something climactic something I don't always do stories like that I have stories that in stories in the past where they kind of end really explosively but sometimes I'll have something explosive happening you know and then it'll die down almost like anti-climactic it's because I like that too I like I like to mess with that and I watch a lot of storytelling in this kind of entertaining kind of way because I want it to be entertaining and I want it to be like consumable I guess right yeah what was the first comic you finished uh shoot man as far as like a whole a whole yeah epic. or whatever whatever sticks out I've done a lot of comics. I, like I've been doing my own thing on my own, like as a kid for a long time. Almost like I've done stuff that only I've read, you know. And it was more just to practice and see if I could do it. So I've done like superhero stuff and weird graffiti characters and stuff. I had a character called uh, Graffiti Man in high school that I was doing, and I published a couple of those through the yearbook, you know. Nice. But that was kind of fun. And that was just me, like, taking graffiti and then turning it into, like, a superhero comic kind of deal. Which is super fun. It's way out there. It's, like, bizarre, you know. And then, uh, in the 90s, I did a couple things. I did this thing called, um, uh, Crew, which was, like, uh, and I printed those up at, at, um, Kinko's at the time, and I put those out. So somebody might have Nice. But um, yeah, Crew was about like futuristic graffiti writing robots, you know, robot crews or whatever. And that was super fun. It was really weird and nerdy and you know, I don't know, like all that stuff was basically practice for me because it's like I have a lot of ideas and I I feel like I might as well put them out there as far as 
get them out outside of me to where I can go on to something else. You know? mm -hmm. So whether I, whether people saw them or not, I still would have done those comics. You know, so I've always been doing full-length stories and all that kind of stuff since I was a child, basically. Awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't know where what I thought happened. But. Yeah. No, totally. It's been a it's been a long time coming. Like eight years old, I probably started doing my first stories and stuff. But back then, it was all like I would just fill up notebooks. You know, I had these notebooks. I don't know what happened to them. They're probably, probably they're probably just all in the garbage or something. But I'd fill them up, you know, and it'd be full on stories, but it'd all be like stick figures and scribbling and stuff like that. But they were all really energetic. Like I'd have these big explosion pages that would just be like. If, like somebody was punching somebody, their fist would be like a, a scribble ball just flying with a bunch of I've been doing that for a while, just pretending, you know, it's like a way to play. That's, that's a good thing about like kids playing and everything. It's like playing isn't just playing, you know, playing is like, you know, exploring your own uh, uh, reaches of your imagination, you know. I think it's important for kids to play, you know. But I'm still playing, but it's like now I'm just playing with other concepts, different things. At some point, it becomes not playing either because yeah. you actually completed comics and put them out there. Yeah. yeah. Those notebooks would be like the kind of thing that would be in a museum. Yeah. This is totally, yeah. The journey I wish I still of space. Man, it's like just bits and pieces of the puzzle. You know? Published in volumes. It's like when people look at like probably everything that Basquiat ever made, people would buy. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some of his sketchbooks. I love that shit. I love sketchbook stuff, man. Like, that's always the best. Like, every comic book artist that I know of, when I see their sketches, I'm just like, yeah. It's like so much cooler than their, than yeah. their completed works, you know? And, uh, you know that guy, JT Wilkins? I don't know who that is. He's a comic book artist. He's one of those people It's like, I mean, I like his stuff, I like his comics and stuff. For some reason, when I look at his sketchbook, it's like, wow, like that's where, that's where it's really going down at. Because he just throws all, he has the craziest, most complete sketchbook I've seen because he throws so much on a, on a page, you know. So just have a bunch of ideas right next to each other, just all types of random thoughts, all drawn out kind of. And it's crazy to look at. It's just, it's just mad looking, you know. But it's so cool. Like, it's like, some of his best stuff has been in those those sketchbooks, basically. What's the name of I never his told comics that I should tell Uh Afro Futurist. Cool. Yeah. And a couple other ones. Wow. This is amazing. How's it going guys? Hey. Holy shit. But yeah, sketchbooks are like that because you're getting loose, you know, and you're not like I'm almost performing when I'm doing comics because I'm trying to do my very best. You know, I'm like trying to like. A lot of times in comics I'll start to relax, which 
which is where the sweet spot is when you start to like be like okay I'm not trying to impress everybody I'm just trying to like I'm just doing it in a natural way you know like some panels I like there's nothing to them and those will be my, like my favorite panels you know for some reason just because it was done so effortlessly you know and for me there's something about that too like comics has the ability to like I don't know, you can just do both, you know, you can have some really complex thing that everybody's like, wow, look at that art, but you can also have something that tells a story so well, and it looks effortless, like it looks like a sketch almost. Mm -hmm. And I've seen comics like that, like From Hell and different, a couple different comics that are like that, that are really cool. It's like, it's almost like you can't flip it open and be like, oh, that's cool looking. Guy Davis is another guy like that. He just has a really loose style. It's like he did a comic in a day half the time when you look at his comics nowadays. It's like a panel in a minute or whatever, you know? He's just like, everything looks like it's done really fast, which has a kind of a good look to it too. It has that speed kind of look to it. So I get jealous of that kind of stuff sometimes. If I take too long on something, you know, I'm just like, all right. Why am I still drawing this? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I should be done with this by now. Yeah, we're too hard on ourselves. We're our own worst critics, but the fact that you're even finishing stuff, but you get, you know, yeah. we're doing good. Yeah. Especially in this time of being alone so much. Yeah. Yeah, finishing things feels great, man. It's like, because like I said, you just get to move on after that. And your brain, like, frees up, you free up space, basically. And you got new ideas coming in. Because mm -hmm. the old ideas aren't pressuring you so much. Because that's what it is to me. I feel pressure from not finishing stuff, you know. I mean, there's definitely been some stories that I, that are unfinished, but that I, said, okay, I'm going to let this one go or whatever, you know. So sometimes I don't finish something just on purpose. Or... But I have a lot of cool unfinished shit, too. Like sometimes I get sad about some of them, like uh, Urban Wizards, Aaron, and uh, what's, uh, Spark Gun. Spark Gun is like a, um, my version of a, a Mango comic. wrote it, I, you know, it's all there, but when I started drawing it, I just, like, it was just too good, you know, it's one of those things, it was just like, I, the pages looked too good, I got intimidated by my own <laughs> art at that point, I was like, alright, I don't know where this is going, but I'm kind of scared, so I'm going to stop. Well, I remember at one point, you were like, I think it's time for the Achiever to come out, because sometimes, you know, maybe you finished it when you needed to finish it. Yeah. Like the achiever needed to come back, kick you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, well, I needed to have fun, too, and I wanted to. Um... There's a lot of things I was doing with some of my, some of those characters, like Sparkdown and Urban Wizard, Zarin. I was, I was always trying to find a place in comics, kind of thing. And with Achiever, so he's already there. Like, you know, I mean, it was already a thing. 
so I don't have to try anything with that. And that's why, you know, and you kind of inspired me to do that too, because when you got the stickers and stuff, and you're like, yeah, man, you just need to be doing something with Achiever. You know, and people, other people have mentioned Achiever to me too, so it's like it's something that's sticking in other people's minds. So I'm not like, all right, maybe I should, if this character is already alive in my mind and other people's minds too, then I should might as well just yeah. do some full, full on books, you know. Well, it takes a lot of motivation, especially when you're alone in your apartment, to actually create something all yeah. the way. Yeah. And the fact that you finished that, I was like, damn, he finished that? I need to fucking finish something. <laughs> so. Yeah, because we were talking about it at one point, and, and yeah, you know. That felt good. It definitely felt good to finish one. Once I was, like, past that first issue, you know, I was like, okay, it's on, basically. Purchase right now? Uh, yeah, I, I sold out of the first run, but I brought you one. Oh, nice. I got a, I kept a few copies for myself, but I keep giving them Ooh. away. Kinda. Holy shit, that is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And he was on the cover on, on that, uh, when you did that show at Vermilion. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. And then Randy and Leahy took a picture with the poster. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. <laughs> I know, right? That was one of my favorite days ever. Yeah. I know, dude. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. Yes. I know, that was a really fun era. Yeah. Those posters and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back. I actually have quite a few of them because we, we bought a bunch from Castro. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We like, printed them out on really thick paper that we got from like Bristol Paper or something. Yeah, yeah. I've made collages on some of the back of them. Nice. It's nice to, but I mean, because there was like 25. Yeah. So we don't need all of those for your future museum exhibit. No. And then I saw there was another thing that you did that was like a compilation with some people with Castro. Oh yeah, 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 totally. The uh, Gibson, the Gibson comic anthology. That was fun. It didn't turn out exactly how I wanted it to. I was working with a lot of people, so I was running into problems here and there, like, just trying to get everybody to, I don't know, getting people together to do stuff is kind of hard. Yes, especially now. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That was before, but still, but that's one of the things about working with other people, is that, you know, it's not just on you, and then it brings in a whole new selection of issues. been writing any rhymes lately or not really not since the springtime i mean i have been the whole time but i mean i did something the other day like um, i got a record coming out with gary in, in november nice. and it's just all the stuff i did in, uh the beginning of summer and late spring uh, isolated gem stuff and uh, i added one new song on that that i did able to record everything in your apartment nice yeah it's not how I would want to do it because it's um this program audacity which I don't like at all man it's like, I don't know I'd rather use a pro tool or something simpler but this one it like it does it has something with the latency
super annoying. You know, I'd rather just leave it because it'd be more natural and it would sound like how I did it. But instead, I always gotta move it around, which always makes it sound a little weird and wonky. Which is why, like, I don't know, there's things on the songs that are you'll hear it on the album that that are like not perfect, but it also makes it sound cool. That's not exactly perfect, but I rap. <laughs> I just don't like hearing my shit like even a, a millisecond off you know I just get kind of annoyed with it because it's me but I don't know latency man it's so annoying that's why I like Pro Tools because it's just like I want to be able to use it like a four track recorder you know just lay the shit on there and just have it be organically just in place where I don't have to be moving stuff around that's my that's my most hated thing about computers is the fact that people can just like kind of fit their song together and it doesn't matter where they put stuff you know <laughs> it's like you can have the worst rapper just come in and just say words and then you can move the words around and make them sound cool basically and that's what people are doing too some people are doing that being one used to do that shit like he used to like make people that were kind of whack sound a lot better good at that that's why when we, we made a record it was so fun because i could just lay down the raw tracks and he'd just have fun with it and i trusted him to just do whatever with it and it never needed i, ne- I told him never to do too much you know but if you wanted to have a little fun you can have a little fun so it's kind of co-produced in a way by him in that way but it, you know that could be fun you know i love collaborating so i don't mind people messing with stuff but i would never want to lean on that to where it's like come in and you don't even rap on beat but then when you come back to the studio the next day everything's perfect it's like <laughs> that's not cool that's an illusion are you watching any like are you watching anything on tv or anything these days or are you able to like not do that and remain productive i know that's I watch a lot of YouTube and, you know, Netflix and stuff. Netflix is pretty boring right now. Mostly because I've seen everything that's, that I like. I don't know. A lot of times I try to just stay off of that stuff. I'm kind of having a hard time with it right now. So I just get bored and start flipping around. into this comic you know it'll keep me from doing that all the time but what's keeping me from jumping into it is the fact that I'm just still finishing up this other thing so it's like a lot of times I don't like my head split up into you know too many different areas so that makes me feel unfocused and I make a lot of mistakes from unfocused you know little technical stuff that I'll see later and just be mad there's even a mistake in this you know you're probably the only one that would notice it. Uh, yeah, actually. It's cool that it comes with a sticker. I realized I didn't even get any of those stickers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, man, I don't even have a cheaper sticker. Yeah, I only have like three more. So, so basically, this is a mistake in there. This, this flaming guy here, I'm showing you the illustration. He has the yellow word bubble. And I did achievers bubble yellow accidentally that's supposed to be white 
that's not the kind of thing people would notice. Unless, oh, I see. But it's, I mean, on that page, everything's on fire. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just fucks. But yeah, it came out good. It looks, it looks good. Do you ever do art for other people where they're like, hey, I want you to make this for me? Or, you know, make, if someone asks you, have you, anyone, have you ever done like album art for anyone else? Or yeah, so, not very often. But yeah, I definitely have. It's, it's not easy, man. It's not my forte as far as like taking direction from folks. Um, I do better if I just have freedom, you know, to just do right. whatever. That's why I've never done a lot of that. But I don't know, at the beginning of the quarantine thing, I did, uh, I was doing drawings for like 50 bucks for, for people and stuff. So I mean, I was able to eat. I didn't have no money, so I was like, all right, I got to do something. And so that helped me out a lot, actually. I don't even know how many I did. I did like quite a few of them. Though. I, I was doing like uh, people's names and stuff and graffiti. And, cool. Yeah, just sending them off. Make money that way. I asked because I, I've been trying to do, I've been really wanting to make album art, and so I put it out on this guy's Kenny Beats on his Twitch stream, I was like, if anyone wants free Alomar, I'll do it, because I wanted to, like, get out there and be like, I'll just do it, and so the guy, I mean, he lives in the UK, but he was like, I want flowers on fire in a garbage can, which is like, I cut off Salvador Dali art, where the hell am I going to find a picture of a garbage can, Yeah. you know, but I mean, I, it's still weird to, and I made some Alomar for Otis and Shabazz Palace's name, it never came out, but I worked on it for a long time. It's really cool. Hopefully you'll get to see it someday. But yeah, it's weird when, you know, I think it would be way more fun to just have someone be like, you can make whatever you want when you listen to the song. Yeah. I did uh, something for uh, Metal Chocolates when that first came out, but they didn't use it. It was like super, like, provocative, kind of. I liked it, but it, at for the time, it was kind of like, I don't know. It was really sexual and stuff. That album was. Yeah. I have that box set. It was like a box set that came with, and uh, there was a poster in it, but the poster was of like elephants. Nice. Which, is, which would probably would have been where your art would have ended up, somewhere yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah, they they went with something else. I think they used what I did once though for a, a poster for a show or something. I think they might have used it wrong. But there might be something. it was fun because I was just doing a bunch of cut up stuff or whatever like I was taking photos and then printing them out and then cutting them up and then putting them back together and then scanning them and like I was just fucking with shit it was super fun so it's like a collage or whatever and it has like a chocolate bar at the end of the, the gun. The tip is a chocolate bar instead of a, a, whatever it usually is. And it's like drip, dripping down. And then there's a girl, like the girl's head sideways with her mouth open with the, with the chocolate dripping into it. Uh, it's just metal chocolate, but it looks like a heavy metal font. And the chocolate I got from like a It's all every bit of it's like cut from
something out. And the metal, some like some heavy metal thing. Heavy metal thing. So I was having fun. I definitely that was one of the most that's my favorite thing I've ever done for somebody as far as like but they didn't direct me either. They just were like this is make us something. That's what I came up with. Yeah, Otis was like, Don't be afraid to get weird. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So I cut up uh, he asked for like robots and I was like I don't have any pictures of robots so I ended up cutting up a bunch of images from the stuff that was in King Tut's tomb. Their heads on feral bodies and stuff. Nice. Uh, it looks cool. That's cool. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Right, they, they should do something with it. Might as well. uh, but I'm excited to just I was just excited to do it. Plus I was hanging out go somewhere other than my apartment. Did you, what did you do with Four Culture? Are you still Um, no. I did, what I did for them was just like a little something. Another one this year. I applied for another one, but I didn't get it. They just hit me up like, at the end of July and said I didn't get it. Or the end of August. Which I was kind of sad because I kind of wanted to do it. It was um, a grant for to do a graphic novel, but then at the bridge, you know, the Fremont Bridge. When they oh, yeah, I saw that. It was weird because people were like bugging me to fill out that thing for somebody called me again and we're like it's due today you have to send it in today so I did it in like 15 minutes I whooped it up. yeah it was so crazy I just sat there and did it so fast I can't believe how fast I did it's like you stress out about shit like that and then when you have to do it <laughs> you just yeah. do it in a few minutes I just was like Phew. and they liked it and then I was one of the finalists or whatever so they hit me up and we had a zoom meeting talked about comics and stuff, which was actually a good conversation. It was just good to like, you know, they're asking good questions. And I think some of them really wanted it to be me too, but I don't know. I don't know what it came down to. We'll see what they what they produce out of it. I think they're doing it's two different artists or something, doing two different graphic novels. It's a cool location. I might have scared them because I told them that I was just going to uh, improv it, you know? And I've always done that. I've always done stuff like do the first few pages freestyle and then see kind of see where it goes and then try to make a story out of it because it's just fun to do. And you come out with it that way. It just kind of just brings stuff from your subconscious out. And uh, but yeah, I might have spoke them with that though. They kept asking me like, what's it going to be about and how can it be? I don't got no spill. But it will have something to do with 
everything. You know what I mean? It's gonna have something to do with bridges because I'll be sitting in a bridge. It'll have something to do with Fremont. It'll have something to do with Seattle in general. It might have something to do with gentrification. It could have something to do with all that shit. But I'm like, you know, I can give them a big juicy, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna be about this and that. Like, no. It's like I was planning on. And you know, a trip was like, uh, leading up to the part where they were gonna call me back and tell me if I got it or not. I had already written a story by then, you know? So I had a story done before, before but it's like, then I didn't get it. And it was like, they, they probably didn't have faith that I would come up with anything, but I actually have a story now that I might just do on my own, you know? This is science fiction kind of thing. But, or, or not, you know, might just, just keep it as notes, you know, and just leave it, leave it where it is. Put a t-shirt, yeah. just fix it to it. Yeah. But I like to leave things open like that, you know, it's good to let your mind kind of be free and not, you know, nail it down, like, this is what I'm doing. It's like, right. I'm the same way with music, it's like, why would I say what I'm doing before I did it or whatever. There's this song, um, by uh, the Dream Warriors, where he says, uh, I never said what I was gonna do, I just did it, and then I got arrested. <laughs> it cracks me up. It's the most revolutionary shit ever. I'm like, that's what it's about. That's, that's me all over. It's like, why do I have to say what I had before I've done? Like, that's me in that moment. Like, even when I did that painting downtown for the thing, like, I didn't start until I got down there. not doing the freestyle shit, that's like just me trying to like focus in on something. So, I love the colors on it too. It's simple because I don't know how to color comics, like I don't know how to do the fancy stuff with the layers and the lighting and all that kind of crazy stuff. People get so deep with the coloring Lighting is like my worst enemy. It's the yeah. thing that stops me from doing most of my stuff. Yeah. And I don't much like like all the computer effects and comments anyway. Like I just I get bored of it. Cause it's just so fancy, like it's so real looking that I can't relate to it. You know? And it's like I mean that's what I've always liked about comics. CGI, you know, it's just a bunch of stuff flying past the screen. Right. You don't know how they did that. So you can't relate to it. That's what's so inspiring about using what you got. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Especially with that you, like, put out your first ones because you, like, went to Kinko's. Just yeah. Made it. Just put it out. Yeah, yeah, totally. You don't need someone to say, you can make a comic book. You just made a comic book. You know, 
not even just for black people or whatever, but it's like it's stuff that I just never saw around me, you know? It's like I was like, when I was a kid, I'd always be thinking to myself, like, where's our shit at? You know what I mean? I'd see all these, you know, people with comic companies and movie studios and all this shit. And I'm like, how come, you know, where's our shit like that? You know what I mean? It's like, where's, how come we're not doing that stuff? I always thought that as a kid. It's like when I would talk to people around me, it's like their brain was programmed to think that we weren't a part of that or something. Like we weren't, that wasn't meant for us or something, like doing shit. I never got that at all, you know what I mean? It's like I never understood that. It's like to me, I feel like I'm part of it too. Like I'm supposed to be part of this too. I don't want to just be sitting on the sidelines watching everybody like be produ- hyperproductive. You know, writing novels or just whatever. It's like we gotta do stuff. I just wish that was more of a thing in the hood. You know, production. I don't know why it's not. It's just weird. Maybe it is more now. It used to not be at all. Just think I was crazy for wanting to do shit. You know, always had all these dreams. I've always had the same dreams, like since the beginning. This is all childhood stuff I'm doing here. It's like all the shit that I've always wanted to do. But people will talk to you like that, especially like in the hood, they'll even talk you down like you're not supposed you know, they'll be like, oh, you think you can do this and that? You can't do shit. You know what I mean? Just try to keep you down. Right. Talk shit about you. Same with rapping, it was the same thing with rapping. It's like to me, that gave me tough skin, you know, it just made me more stubborn. So I never minded it that much, you know. And it, and it also was normal to me. That, you know, it's like we give each other shit. And that, I guess, you know, it's, like, it's just how it is. People always want to tell you what you can't do. You know, it feels like there is no such thing as delusions of grandeur when you work in the music industry. Yeah. It's like you've already, I've already worked with some of the most famous people in the world. It sure feels like you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at. Me too, man. Uh, it's, I think a lot of us are crippled by the the quarantine. You're, you're, you've obviously excelled during the quarantine. Maybe trying at to. least that's what it seems like. I'm trying day. to. I've definitely been trying to grow and just um, just be focused, you know. And it's weird now. I feel unfocused, but I think that's just because it's summertime and I. I don't know, like I'm still focused and I'm still do, getting shit done. I'm also trying to you know, get some sound, ride my bike around, make sure I do that too. Before it's gone, you know? Yeah. And it goes back to the bad weather. Right now, I just want. audience, you know, it's like I'm trying to just get an audience and more people to chime in, more people to share dialogue with so I can like build upon that, you know, make it more of a thing, because this doesn't really work without the people, that's the only thing, it's like you need people reading it, you need people to like respond to it and stuff and like start throwing me feedback. Because 
why not? You know, let's have fun with it. Might as well have fun. And I have been getting some good feedback too. People are like letting their kids read it and stuff, which is cool to hear. Yeah. And it lets me know to whenever I'm to like like I don't know if there's any cuss like that. There might be. I don't think there is. That gives me extra incentive to just like. I'm not, I don't really write like that anyway. Like, I don't write, like, crude comics. There's some comics out there that people just try to really ramp up the edginess of it because they think that's what people want. They want to, like, be extreme in that way, either by making it really gory or really, like, gross or, like, I don't know. I just never felt the need to really do that too much. I could, though. I can make something. I could never do like an adult comic, basically. I don't think I could ever do that. I don't really have it in me to do that. We all got our thing. Yeah. I just want to entertain mostly and also just start something. I just want to start something and see where it goes, basically. Don't you want to see the kids wearing the cheaper t-shirts? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gotta get some shirts going. Jackie lost his dog yesterday and, and found him. So I have a question from the Ring of Doom. He wants to know if you have any messages for beings from other planets, because they've been getting a lot of weird information. Yeah. Basically what I would say to um, beings across the universe that might be catching wind of all this um, earthling nonsense is that uh, basically don't judge us by the worst of us, you know? It's like you're gonna see some bad examples of human beings down here, but don't judge us by that because there's scales involved and we run the gamut from total buffoon to like, you know, crucial genius. So you have to like rifle through humanity and find those of us that have vision and you know try to communicate with them if you come down here and communicate with the lowest form of human you're never going to know you're never going to know how, how good it got also uh, I don't know it would be nice to combine our knowledge and come up with the, the best, uh, what do you call it? What do you call it when you're like, farmology is, that doesn't seem like the word. Mm. Agriculture. Advanced agriculture by collabing and combining our cultures. Thank you.
The Ring of Doom says he'll um, and send don't a kill us. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. This is a pretty lush planet. There's not a lot of planets like this in the universe. That's what you think. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's quite a bit. Right. But we don't know how close they are to this place to this exact atmosphere. It might be some other atmosphere that we wouldn't even like. But maybe they survive great in, you know. That's what I imagine. I imagine it's a different, you know, recipe on, on, on other planets, you know. Because planets are so diverse. They're so diverse. I mean, we have a habit of thinking that if these are the elements needed for life. Or whatever. You know what I mean? When they say they're looking for planets, they're looking for planets that resemble this place. But what if there's some other weird kind of backwards planet where people are living fine on, but it's just has nothing to do with how we live. Like they don't breathe oxygen. Maybe they breathe something else. Maybe they breathe like, you know, hydrogen. You know what I mean? It's like maybe it's all flipped. And that and that'll probably they'll probably look a lot different. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> too. Like maybe they, their skin is like, you know. Never know. That's what I like about drawing aliens and kind of thinking about how an alien would look you know, from different environments, you know. Even here you have um, microbial life like down by uh Volcanoes, underwater volcanoes, and all that shit. Seems like nothing could live down there, but that totally is. Stuff that lives down there. So it's like, you can have life in a lot of different situations, you know. This isn't the only way to make life. The lush planet Earth. I always think about that too. Like, what if something lived on, uh, like, Venus and all that stuff? I try to imagine characters. From other places so I can make their their body structure different according to where they're from kind of deal. It's fun to think about. Oh yeah. I was trying to make a supervillain. I'm trying to I, I can make superheroes but it's hard to make supervillains man like a good one. I'm just not an evil person so it's hard for me to even imagine So I'm trying to make one. I'm trying to like, come up with something. Like a Doctor Doom or something, you know? But for my for my world. The Vulcan of Amazonia, that's mine. Yeah, I need a super villain. I mean, I have the man, you know what I mean? But that's like the obvious one. What if there's beings that didn't even need, I mean, their sustenance was sunlight? Yeah, totally. And they could get everything they needed from that. Yeah. Infinite possibilities there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, what's the gas planet? I was thinking about that. Like, there's one planet that's, like, supposed to be all acid rain or something. 
and they don't know what's underneath all that shit because it's a big there's a couple of storming planets like that to where it's just like the whole planet is a huge storm they have no idea what's going on beneath all that you know or what it would be like on the ground floor like what if there was something just like chilling down there <laughs> just like that would be so nutty man it's like their cloaking device so that we don't see it yeah. It's like, we don't, they're like, Space Force, no, you guys are not coming here. Yeah. You can't even, we don't even want you to see how dope this place is. Yeah. <laughs> you would come and the pillage sweet, us sweet through your spot. colonialism bullshit. Yeah. And we're not having it. Yeah. How to bring Christianity to other planets. This is the shit people should be talking about in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but they do kind of. I haven't watched enough enough of it really. But like the, when Action Bronson and all those guys talk about ancient aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that. I've only seen a couple of them, but I don't have that kind of cable. Yeah. I don't know, but they're hilarious. Yeah, it sounds like it would be funny, entertaining. That's the kind of stuff I've been trying to do, like, with Abel and stuff. He's been talking about doing some, some video stuff, some YouTube stuff. But yeah, good conversation. Even music stuff, you know, I want to do some stuff where we, like, I've seen some stuff on YouTube where people just sit around and uh, eat breakfast and make a beat or whatever. What's it? I can't remember the guy's name, one guy down in Cali or something. That's his whole show, though. They're just like grubbing on some good. That's it, though. That's how you do it. It's the realest shit there and is. Stuff. Yeah, and they're just making a beat, and this that's the whole show. I want to do something like that. Just like totally chill. That's what I'm trying to do, man. Literally, all that stuff. The YouTube thing is so hot right now. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, I don't like you don't even have. You just watch YouTube a lot. Mm-hmm. I let my true. Netflix die, and I just watch YouTube and Disney Plus because it's free. Because <laughs> they have all the Marvel shit on there. Disney Plus, really? Yep. Can I get it? I don't know. I got it for free because I have Verizon. Oh okay. Hmm. Yeah, YouTube's been it for me right now. Netflix has been so boring. I've been thinking about getting Netflix again so I could watch the Umbrella Academy second season. Just because my dad told me that I was like the Umbrella Academy. When I went to London, I read two books about underground cities in London while I was on the trip. Mm -hmm. And they all had to do with umbrellas. And I even got a picture of uh, a bunch of umbrellas that were like, you know, how people got them, get them in the wind and they go up, upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had some cheap umbrellas back in the day that would do that. I don't even have an umbrella and I'm like from here. Yeah, I have one. I know I'm not supposed to, but sometimes I don't want to get wet. 
A lot of times it's not just rainy, it's also like windy and the umbrellas, the rain's coming to you from all sides. Mm -hmm. So they don't really do much, but. Yeah, last time it was windy and rainy last year, I, my umbrella was going every which way. I was like, this wasn't working. I turned it towards the wind and it started just crashing down on it. It's kind of hilarious. And then I couldn't walk very fast, so he's like pushing against. <laughs> See, they're tricky. Maybe my priorities are just off. But I also like taking pictures in the rain, so holding an umbrella and taking a photo. Mm -hmm. Isn't Harold Sondheim, isn't that a music guy? I don't know. I think Sondheim is like, I feel like it's like a line of pianos or something. Huh. But shout out to you, man. I like yeah. your bench. Harold Sondheim. 1990. My dad was thinking about, um, he was, he wants to help me like find another place to live. And he's like, what about Whidbey Island? And at first I was like, that seems really far. But then now I'm like, actually that might be totally awesome. Yeah, it's right over there. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about like getting a job out there, but then in an ideal universe, I'd already be making money from my art by then. Anyways, so. It might be totally awesome. Could be. But I still would rather live in like LA or New York, but I don't really want to like live a life where I have to make lots of money, but it would be nice if I did. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that too. It's like, I think I'm a person that wants money, you know, it's like, I just want to have money, not for any bad reason, you know, I just think for all the ideas I have and all the stuff I want to do, I feel like I'd be a good person to have money, like, I feel like there's a lot of people with money that aren't really doing anything, they're just more like a cog in the machine, you know, mm -hmm. they're just there to transfer it, really, it's like they're just, they're not doing shit, so I want to be a person with money that's doing a bunch of shit to, you know, just putting a lot of output out there, like a lot of art, starting record labels, all that kind of stuff, because that's exactly what I'd be doing, I'd be self-publishing all day, all year long, that's all I would do, I think that's a good thing, I need, somebody like me should have money, a whole lot of it. Damn right, I feel the same way about myself. That's why I feel like I'm wasting my, I'm wasting my world's en my energy by delivering DoorDash when I should be like using my energy to create opportunities for other people to be doing something awesome. Yeah. But I'm just not there yet. It's really the it's honestly the only way I know to make the world better is by doing better myself, you know. Yep. And pushing that energy out outwards. It's like because if I'm just internalizing a bunch of shit and where's my, you know what I mean? It's like, where's my energy going? It's like, it's not contributing to anything. I want to push it outward, make more art, try to inspire other people to make more art. So like an art army, you know? Exactly, the League of Super Producers, that's the name of my empire. Yeah. It's my LLC that's unsuccessful. <laughs> I'm trying to start something, like, I want to start, like, a, kind of a comic book crew. Me and Abel's been talking about it, we're, like, the first two members, kind of. 
you know, so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get some kind of like comic book brigade going, but I can't think of a name. It's like I've, I'm having such a problem coming up with a name, and I don't want to force it. I'm just trying to let it happen on its own. That's literally what my League of Super Producers is. It has the Ring of Doom and Persephone on it, and me making my other stuff too, but I haven't animated myself yet or figured out how that's going to be. But. Yeah, it's like I like people and I like, I came from a big family, so I'm always wanting to team up on some shit. And I like the idea of combining abilities to for the greater good, you know, just a bunch of people that are the shit that get together. And then it causes like a cloud of that, you know, you just like, and push all that energy out and try to affect the world in a good way. With art, you know. It's the only thing I've come up with, you know, it's the only solution I've come up with. That's why I'm not a political person, because I've never believed in it really. All I see is people arguing. Just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And there's no good energy going out into the world and helping it. Like, what, what really helps the world, you know? That's all I really care about with this president shit or anything like that. It's like, they'll get my attention when they start being concerned with helping this planet. And they usually aren't concerned with that, you know? Not to get into politics at all. <laughs> yeah, the, the Ring of Doom story, it's going to be like a graphic novel, but it's a, made with photos, so it's a photo graphic novel. Because yeah. I don't really draw, and some of it's collage too, but I think it's a cool way to tell a story. Yeah. And I can do that way easier. I can literally make paneled story, but I've never really told a story that way. So mm -hmm. It helps me to read. I, I get the graphic novels from the library like all the time. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Just study the medium for a while and then just see how you want to mess with it and, and fuck with it, you know? Yeah. It's all experimental. You can do everything, anything you want, you know? And that's the fun part of it. It's like a lot of my stuff seems structural and like I go by some old school rules and stuff, but that's really just a way that I express myself because that's what I've been reading for so long and that's that's my world you know and that's okay too you know but there's also that whole other realm where you could just totally break that stuff down if you want do abstract panels and anything you want upside down pages <laughs> just, you know just like anything and that's what I love about it too is that it's just open it's wide open you know What's cool about Abel's first couple comics, he started incorporating like painted pages like right away, which is, you know, that's it's like cool. super ambitious. Yeah, I like that shit. Got watercolor pages going. That's something that really hasn't been done in comics in a super long time. Like, but it started getting popular, like kind of artsy comics like that started coming out in the 80s or whatever, late 80s, mid 80s, whenever that was. Like painted comics and shit like that. But people just, you know, once it went all computer, everybody gave up on that, you know, so there's no more watercolor stuff, so it's good to see it. It made me want to do it, like, you know, paint some comics. 
Because I, I used to do watercolor comics all the time. I never printed any of that stuff up. Been a lot of my old graffiti, graffiti books and stuff. There would be like a comic in the middle of it. I'd be flipping through and be like, oh shit, there's a full on comic in there. Nice. And, and a lot of times those would be painted. Like stuff I did in 93. Sometimes I want to reprint those, man. Like, I, I, could, I should shoot those or something. It'd be good to just put a book out of that shit. People would trip on that, man. It's like watercolor comics from 1993. Oh, yeah. That'd be wild, man. I'll figure it out. Getting, getting the scans is hard. I've been, um, a lot of people shoot stuff sometimes but the thing about the stuff in the book is like hard to get it flat you know yeah it's hard to lay it down flat i pretty much just take pictures of my with my phone for everything but yeah. scanning would be better yeah. for the quality yeah i want to do a show we talked about it with able we want to do a show about um all my graffiti books or whatever like like Spex's old books or Spex's Wizard's old books or something. I don't know what to call it yet. But basically, I would be like flipping through old books and telling stories about like the old graffiti days and stuff. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. We talked about that once too. It would be like history with Spex. Yeah, yeah. But I figured it would be good to not have me on, you know, camera, just the book or whatever. And I'll be right there flipping it. That's so, cool. Yeah. That'll make a good Twitch stream too. Yeah. I got a lot of books. I got like 20-something graffiti books, you know, all the way from like, maybe my earliest one is like 80, 85, 84, 85. I don't know if I was drawing in the books in 83. I was doing graffiti in 83, but I don't know if I was getting like those black books yet. I got way into that shit, man. It was all about the black book back then. It was just like this kind of badge. Like right now, I just, um, I'm on my last page in my latest book. I just got some that it was like two books for $11. Eight and a half by 11, that size. Except it was oriented the other way. Oh, this is like actually not the, my latest book. This is the book before that. I brought this one because it has a few pages, blank pages in the back. This is 2018, 2019. But I just did like a, I just finished up. 2020 joint. And it's time to get another one. Here's some stickers for you. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get to the art store and get another book. I know, I was like, two for $11? Hell yeah, dude. Into it. Yeah, it's bugging me that I don't have a sketchbook right now. It sucks. Is there, I guess there's an art store in Ballard. I don't know if oh, it's yeah, open. Oh, yeah, totally, it's open. Just got to go in there uh, with the mask on. And, oh, yeah. When was the last time you were on a boat? Oh, man. Um, a couple of years ago, um, it's a music festival over on... Bainbridge. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was with all those uh, fake four dudes. Fun. Yeah. 
it was weird. It's like there's some guy that was like the, the king of Bainbridge or something. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> hanging out, just being a dick, and there ended up being a big fight at the end. And we missed all that. We took off before that, but it was weird because it was like. We could have stayed. We almost spent the night. I'm glad we didn't. That would have sucked. But that guy was asking. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good show, though. There's these uh, 20-somethings that had a band. I can't remember their name. I mean, they were really good. You know, it was good to see. They were just straight-up kids, you know. And they were killing it. They had that conviction, you know. That was good to see. It's crazy to be surrounded by water and never go on boats. I was thinking about buying a little plastic one. Or it would be really fun to have a remote control boat and put the Ring of Doom in there. <laughs> I was like, cruise by. <laughs> if it makes me laugh like that, that's how I know it's a really good fucking idea. <laughs> Like, he needs a remote control car so bad, just so that I can, oh, like, yeah. screech him around corners and kick up sand in front of the screen. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I probably need vegetables more than I need a remote control car for the Ring of Doom. I think it'd be cool to have a collage. You could tell a graphic novel story with collage also. Mm -hmm. I just know that, like, the way that I present ideas is so different than other people. Like, I actually made a whole music video encyclopedia, which is, like, basically a YouTube playlist with things that are, there's categories like music videos with special effects, or turtlenecks, or cats, mm -hmm. or blue lighting, or umbrellas. But there's over 300 categories. Damn. And a lot of them have like over 100 videos on them. Some of them don't have that many. Like the turtleneck one only has like 13. Mm -hmm. Basically a bunch of third bass music videos. Because <laughs> MC Search had like a turtleneck phase. <laughs> nice. I know, right? Yeah, I had one too. I think I did. Working at Burger King. Turtleneck. Tight. I wanted to make my stupid Burger King uniform look better so I um, had a turtleneck and so I came up underneath it you know it had that dumb collar and everything and then I had them put like specs on my name tag or whatever so I wouldn't have to be like just a regular ass Burger King workers <laughs> that shit was hilarious, man. People used to, my friends used to come down there and laugh at me and shit. They'd be coming down from the projects. It's right down the hill from the project, from High Point. And people would just laugh at me. So mean. <laughs> what are other jobs that you've had? Oh, man, I've done a lot of stuff. I did uh, landscaping when I was 12 out in Cleveland Forest. At the school I was going to, they had it so you can be like a week on a school and then a week landscaping and shit. So I, was, I had a week out in the woods type shit. That, that was super fun. 
I must have been there. Yeah, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I was doing that shit. And then uh, those were my first jobs where like all had to do with like different programs and stuff through school and shit like uh, uh, the, uh, summer jobs and all that shit. So every year I had like a summer job or whatever. So I did a bunch of stuff with that, like um, Silk Screen Shop, uh, Jane Inc. I worked there for a little while. I almost became a printer there, but then they went out of business for some reason. Something happened. But that was like an 80s silk screen company. And then, um, of course, the comic store, Xanadu Comics. And the records. I've worked at a couple of record stores. I've done a little bit of everything. I, I even worked at a, a, a fur trader where you, you're like a runner, you go grab minks, different beaver pelts and shit, throw them on the table so the buyer can look for them, you know? And then they do an auction a couple days after that. That was a weird job, like 14 hours a day. Sometimes we even... We spent the night one night because they had so much work to do. And they asked the people there, they were like, is anybody down to stay? And me and my friends were just like, yeah, we'll chill, you know? It was so weird, they had a waiting room and people would just be in that waiting room, chill and like just lounging, waiting for somebody to call them and shit. And so we always just played cards in there. And I met so many cool people in there, just like, I don't know, just some real folks. That was a trippy job. I don't even know if it's still there. It was by South Center, South Center Mall. Like across the tracks, back behind that shit. That was a trip. Happened to go out to Tukwila at four in the morning. That's early. Yeah. Or late, either one. Yeah. Yeah, I was bugged out, man. That's about it. I did a few other like Temp service kind of jobs too. That always sucked. Sometimes that could be fun, but that is mostly whack. And now you're an artist. Yep. Been the artist the whole damn time. Yeah, I had two jobs lined up at the beginning of the uh, spring, but then all this COVID stuff happened and all that fell through. I was about to be a bartender and work in a warehouse. I was gonna have two jobs. I couldn't even believe it myself. I was Whoa. like, well, this is like, it was happening. It was really happening. Interviews were lined up. The bartender thing was already in the bag. I was like, okay. Like, well, cause my friend had a spot on Ballard Ave and he was like, they were doing some remodeling, and then he was about to like, or no, he had he had changed out some people, like, like fired some people and hired some different people because he said the vibe wasn't right or whatever. And he was trying to get different people in there to make the, the vibe different. And he was gonna get me to make like slushy drinks and shit in the back of my own bar, like Isaac or something. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac on the love boat. 
but yeah. That didn't happen. I totally saw this year uh, in a whole different way in the truck. I thought I was just gonna hold down two jobs and not have a lot of free time. I'll just be doing comics when I go home and just saving up money. Nope. Nope. I think we all had a different plan for 2020, yeah. for sure. Monkey wrench. <laughs> is that the name of the bar? No, no. It's like, this whole year is like monkey wrench. All right. I love that you can hear the seals every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it cleared up some, man. That smoke is not good for me. I mean, I can see it, but I think it's like... It's not as bad as people thought. How do you see the rest of 2020 going? Do you have a plan or are you just, what's going on? Um, I don't know. I just have this comic and that's it right now. And I have a record coming out in November and that'll come and go, I'm sure. So mostly comics and another EP or something. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm gonna start working on that this week. I haven't done music in a couple months, so it's a good time to start in on the beats again. Now that I'm rusty. Now that I'm getting rusty. Start fresh. I've already got samples in my head. That's the thing about it too, is like sometimes I'll listen to music for a month. And then I'll start sampling, like, just all the stuff I've been listening to for a couple months. You know, it's like I like to listen for a while sometimes. So all the stuff I've been hearing in the last few weeks or whatever, I'll, like, I already know what I want to sample. I'm going to sample some Frank Sinatra. That's the first thing. I heard this song, this Frank Sinatra song, and I was like, I don't know, it's one of those songs where you like, I know somebody used this shit already. I gotta do it anyway. But maybe it sounds, maybe I think that because the sound's already made in my head, you know, like, as soon as I hear shit, I can hear the whole song. Like, you, know. you gotta make it anyway. It's yeah. like, people keep remaking sampling Savage Planet but that doesn't mean we should stop yeah 
Flying Lotus just did that on Flamegra and it's so fucking good. You know that guy? A little bit. I don't have any of those. Does he have a lot of vinyl out? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been able to buy, since I can't afford to live with my record collection, I haven't been buying any. I have five. One of them is Black Wizard. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Flying Lotus vinyl. I'm sure he does. I'm, it would be a most beautiful thing, and it would be such a, a vision. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine. Just even the album art alone is beautiful, so. Yeah. And on Spotify, when you play it, there's like 15, or like a 15 second loop of stuff that's like, like cool animations. Nice. Crushing the game. He made a movie and everything. Wow. It must be nice to have all the, asset, uh, the tools to make everything at your fingertips. I mean, yeah. we do too. It's just different tools at different levels and... Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about making money. You can do all kinds of more fun stuff with your day. Exactly. But maybe in this day and age, he doesn't make. It doesn't. He also seems like yeah, he may be at like semi god level status to us, but to most people, he probably doesn't actually make that much money. Because how many people actually buy Flying Lotus albums? Yeah, I heard his name a lot. Back in the day, like people, you know, other producers I know talk about him a lot. So I'm just not that, I haven't really heard much of it. I, I'm sure I have. Maybe I didn't even know I was listening to it. But I probably heard some of it for sure. But I don't, yeah, I don't own any of it. There's a lot of cats I haven't really listened to that much as far as like a lot of it. Producers. What was that one dude's name? Um, Daedalus. Remember that? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I heard his name a, a, a lot too. It's like I, I heard some of that shit too. I actually liked. I remember liking one of his early records, like quite a bit. But then I didn't keep up, you know, as far as like. There's a couple guys like that, a couple producer guys. That... There's a, a David Lynch song on the Flying Lotus album. Oh, it's right. called Fire Is Coming, and there's a YouTube video for it, and it is fucking weird. <laughs> it's like a Lynch version of the Where the Wild Things Are, kind of. Oh, wow. And there's fire, and he's mostly just talking, saying, like, fire is coming, fire is coming. You should check it out. Yeah. It's such a windy day. It's crazy. It's crazy cool. It's a wind of change. My sister texted me and she's like, it's gonna get way smoky, so I hope you're outside having fun. Oh, after this? Mm-hmm. Maybe the weekend or something? Yeah, I mean, it probably is blowing the fire to make it more crazy. Yeah, I heard Washington has uh, a lot more fires than it did just a couple days ago or whatever. So, like, 
quite a few. Not as bad as California, but it's happening. All up the West Coast, I guess. David Lynch was right. Fire is coming. Yeah. They say lightning causes most of them, but they're saying that humans cause a lot of these, which is unfortunate. Man, I hate hearing shit like that. I'm like, really, you guys? Like, yeah, like, I heard that the gender reveal party started one of these fires. <laughs> I haven't. I only heard that from seeing like memes about it. <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah, they said a few of them were. At least the Washington one. I'm like, that sucks, man. I don't want to hear that. Who the fuck's starting forest fires? Like, if you're gonna, I understand people need to be out in the woods and all that stuff, but if you're being an asshole and just doing stupid shit like that, like, like how are people doing that? Are they just throwing cigarettes in the, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fling. I saw somebody the other day, like, you know, she, like, was squeezing the cherry off the cigarette or whatever out the window. I could do it. Yeah. In the right area. That was, like, right in the middle of Seattle, but, yeah, who knows? It seems like we'd be smart enough to not be doing that at this point. Right. If you're in the woods, like, how does it, I don't need, I don't know, I don't get it, I don't see how it can happen so easily. Yeah. But all it takes is one. I did see a tree when I was hiking the other day, I saw a tree, and I sat and drank a beer on this tree, and it was literally just, had been hit by lightning or something, because it was all black, you know, and it was split in half. I was like, oh, this is the kind of shit that, literally sitting at a, like, potential fucking forest fire area right there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is crazy. That's how easy, you know. can definitely see how that can start one really quick. This lightning has to hit strike somewhere. Yeah. Better off a tree than a person. Yeah. Yeah, it was chopped so good. It was like, it was all like, the whole side was black. Do you think this is one tree or a bunch of trees? <laughs> It's like one. It's coming from underneath. Like it looks like this is one of those trees where the bottom is like way down there, way down there somewhere. Right. It probably like, has like legs. This was more on the, the surface, but yeah, that shit is like coming from down the cliff somewhere. Like like those, you know. Yeah. When was the last time you climbed a tree? Oh man, it's been years since I climbed a tree. I think you actually climbed a tree that day we went with Malcolm and Astro to the beach. Because there's this one tree. Oh, you're right. That's and, probably the last And it probably was, it's not like the big tree to climb, but. No, I remember that. that. That spot was cool, man. That little spot we found. That's definitely like a spot that we've been to so many times as a kid. Yeah? Yeah, like my nephews have been there and stuff. I love that area. It was really yeah. dope. That little trail goes through the tree. Yeah, that was sick. Oh, yeah. And that's like on the way to Whidbey if you were to drive around, too. 
when I saw that, I was like, you know, maybe I could live there. <laughs> it would be awesome to wake up and have, like, a yard or something to be in. Yeah. And as opposed to, like, just the middle of the city. Yeah, I miss yards, man. I miss yards and porches, man. This, this apartment shit is not really for me. That was the other day, I was like, what would I do if I had a yard? Would I hang out in it? Would I have a garden? But I, I would, sure, I would make tiny movies in the grass. That's <laughs> one thing I know for sure. I'd be drinking beer in my yard. So. And just sitting around reading. That's all I was doing when I was living at the end. I'd be in the front yard, just have a couple comic books and some weed and some beer. 